Uh, first up, congratulations for finding the podcast because I know both you and I were a little bit eager yesterday with putting out uh, Here's Where to Find the Podcast. We were eager beavers, weren't we? Yeah, and it, it wasn't at that stage there. Yeah, but necessarily it is now, there. So well, it's all good. I think if ever there's a thing that's going to come back and bite you in the bum, it's excitedly trying to signpost a particular podcast mm. somewhere because it won't be there. Absolutely. If you tell everyone about it, it won't be there. But this is uh, the podcast for Tuesday's show. At this stage, the show hasn't actually happened because it's 3.32. We're not on air till 4. It's like time travel, isn't it? So we can't even tell you what the title of today's podcast is, but you are listening to it so you can see it in front of us. So you, podcast listener, are ahead of the game. Isn't that amazing? We don't even know. We're talking. We don't even know. Anything could happen during the... I may get so annoyed with you, I might attack you and spend three months in prison. <laughs> I really hope that doesn't happen on show two. It could well happen at some point down the line. Show but if two it goes would be early, unforgivable, wouldn't it? <laughs> it it's bad really, enough at some point with show two. It really would. This is the show that is uh, ahead of our big 10th birthday gig as well. Yep. Uh, which we are heading down to. I, I, You haven't quite got used to working with me yet, I've noticed, in that you've spuriously asked a few people around us, how are we getting down there? What's the best route? Yeah. Just go straight to. Because I was going to check my app. I've got City Mapper. You don't on. need that. I don't need that. I, I am City Mapper. So you, do you know this all off by heart, ingrained in your mind? You wouldn't, you wouldn't even need time to think about it. Because of my failed record attempt at visiting all London underground stations in the quickest time all in one day, yeah. I had to do a lot of prep into it. So oh, I, I could generally tell you where to. What is that um, uh, um, crow? What's his name? Russell Crowe. Is his name, is his name Russell Crowe? Russell Crowe, he's an actor, yeah. He's an actor. He's in a film where there's a guy that's really clever and he can see all of the different uh, um, figures and numbers and uh, algorithms in front of him. Yes. Dangerous Minds. What? Dangerous Minds. Dangerous Minds from producer Adam. I'm seeing you as the transportation version of the bloke off Dangerous Minds. I'll take that. You have that? I'll take that. Oxford Circus to Shepherd's Bush, Central Line. That's our route for later. Is that what it's going to be? It's pretty, for you, as far as you're concerned, pretty straightforward. Mm, very much so. Okay, well, we're looking forward to that. Listen to how our voices are now, because they ain't going to be the same tomorrow after we've had about three or four pints off not having any tea. Um, some bespoke material for you guys yep. that listen on the podcast. Um, it is bespoke, because we took we could talk about this on air, but there's so much planned for so four much. o'clock onwards. It really is so much. This is the equivalent of getting a foil. <laughs> Sticker in uh, Panini. This is just what we're about to give you right now. In many respects, also, this is this is kind of like... It's like a Friday practice lap, isn't it, of yeah. a Formula One Grand Prix? A little warm-up. <laughs> if, if we got into a stadium early and watched a team warm-up, this, well, this is what it is, passing it the ball really around, is. sideward jogging, that kind of thing. But you were saying to me the other day, privately, when we were uh, getting ready for this show, what is it with kids and wheelies? There seems to be a thing now with wheelies where, look, I owned a bike. I was, I was down with the kids when I, when I was a kid, right? I used to do stunts on BMXs. Wheelies wasn't a big thing. No. Now it's all about wheelies. I could pull maybe a wheelie from around about two seconds so I'll probably fall off I've never done a wheelie in my life actually really can you ride no handed yes see I can't I think one of the, I wonder whether the two are linked because I can't ride no handed never been able to can you a ride wheelie. a bike I can only just <laughs> I can only just although I'll tell you this right I was the only kid in our year that failed the cycling proficiency test now I don't think that exists these days it can't do the way kids cycle and I'm not going to go off like a granddad here <laughs> but I did a cycling proficiency I had to sacrifice a few Saturday mornings going yeah. around playgrounds of schools I didn't go to. Yeah. Um, but they, they, they can't do them these days. This is the latest thing, right, from a school in Carstalton. The headmaster has told pupils that you're going to have to have number plates to cycle to and from school. If you don't have the number plates, then you can't bring your bike 
to school. That is that's hell of a rule. That so what? How do you get a number plate on a kid's bike? That's that's for starters. The details I have to hand don't explain that, but in my mind, I've got that the CDT teacher is kind of welding some number plate on yeah. the front of the bike or something. Terry like that. with hairy nostrils and a white coat is currently <laughs> doing that. One thumb missing. <laughs> Always the same. But the the logic behind it. There's, you're probably going to get people slating this head teacher. I think it is genius. The logic behind it is that if all the kids have got number plates, yep. then as they're tearing it up in the precinct going past the co-op and nearly locking down some poor old lady, mm-hmm. another bystander can call up the school and say, uh, excuse me, EJ46HDY <laughs> yes. has just pegged it past and cycled very irresponsibly. You can't do that without a number plate on a push bike. So listen, if you've ever shouted in vain in a country lane at a kid who's just wheelied past you and, and you feel there's no recourse, <laughs> now, hopefully with this uh, bit yeah. of legislation, you'll be able to know their exact number plate. I got your number, you little bag. Absolute Radio. They asked for a podcast. We told them to do it themselves. And here it is, the Hometime Podcast with Bush and Richie. Absolute Radio on a Tuesday afternoon. Great to have your company. This is Home Time with me, Andy Bush, and Richie Firth. Just a couple of guys giving it their best shot. Uh, Andy Clinton says, they let you back on then. Good work. <laughs> they did. They let us back on. Back on and have taken on board what was said yesterday about the knitwear. I'm wearing a shirt today. Is everybody in the studio fine with what I'm wearing today? Let's let's just, just recap on what happened. It was just an unexpected thing on the show. We're still getting tweets about your outfit from yesterday's show. Show one. It was um, a... I'd say it was a burgundy-coloured uh, piece <laughs> of knitwear that had a zip down <laughs> to uh, the cleavage. It did. Um, uh, but I had nothing on underneath it. It was just knitwear on flesh, and that seemed to be what offended a lot of people. You didn't help yourself with the extreme close-up of that kind of cleavage photo that you put up on Twitter. It's a ruggy cleavage, isn't it? It was a bit of a bongo mag thing that was going around <laughs> on Twitter. Uh, Fred, Fred's tweet, I think, kind of summed up. It was my favourite tweet yesterday's show. It, uh, it said, Richie looked like the guy who approaches your car as soon as you arrive at a boot sale, asking if you've got any mobile phones or jewellery. <laughs> but look, here we are at the start of show two of this brand new Hometime show. We can put the knitwear deba- uh, debate to bed yes. and move on to fresh pastures. Anywhere you can Gingham today. Is I, it's, a, it's a Gingham shirt. Gingham yeah, shirt. Very sorts. nice. Yeah. On Lorraine this morning. Here we go, everyone. <laughs> Here we go. At 9.16, they had their fashion expert on, Mark Hayes, stood there with Lorraine. I got a tweet from Kevin this morning uh, alerting me to this, and they were dealing with autumn knits. <laughs> <laughs> autumn knits. Autumn knits, that is exactly what I was wearing yesterday. Mark Hayes is wearing a similar coloured jumper. He has nothing on underneath it. Ladies and gentlemen, I was on trend. We'll just leave it there. Absolute Radio. If you insist on listening to them in your own time, then we can't really stop you. OK, let's get on with it then. The Hometime Podcast with Bush and Richie. One of the acts performing at our 10th birthday party tonight, along with the Mannix and George Ezra. Hear it all here from 7pm. And if you're on your way to the gig this evening, uh, let us know what you're up to. Maybe having a couple of drinks beforehand. 8, 12, 15, a text the show. I'm thankful that you and I are heading straight to the gig after the show tonight because, uh, obviously, yesterday, first day of a new routine for you and I. And at the end of the show, um, very much in the, the dregs of the rush hour heading home yes. at uh, about 7 o'clock. And I'll tell you what, 
really, really gets me at the moment is this current trend, and it's what happened to me when I got on the train at Tottenham Hale yesterday, is people sat with their mobile phones, their tablets, their devices, whatever it is, and they're watching something on it, and they're having headphones in. They're just having it blaring out loud. When is that acceptable? There's a bloke watching a movie next door to me on the train yesterday, and then you've got the other people who are having the conversation on the phones, kind of, I guess, like apprentice-style, when they hold it like that in front of them, and they're like, yeah, 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 and he said this, and she said that, and we're all having to hear it. it, Conventionally put it to your ear. That's how it generally works. It's such a whiner, right? If if I'm on a train and I get a phone call, I try and whisper so quietly, listen, I can't talk to you. I'm on a train. Acceptable behaviour. I'm on a train. Acceptable behaviour, but it's just the tip of the iceberg in terms of annoying stuff. Like, for me, I can't stand people, and I've talked about this on Twitter before, people who rattle, tat, tattle the button before it lights up on a train to get off. <laughs> Just wait, mate. Just wait. I, I'd say I was probably one of those. Are you one of those people? Yeah, yeah, yeah. If I've got that position by the door, it, it's I'm primed, I'm ready. But you look at Twitter, you look at Facebook or whatever, it seems that more and more now that people are getting fed up with the behaviours of others, and that is why uh, we have decided to... Take a, a particular course of action on the show today, haven't we, Richie? We have launched a new task force. It's a very, very important one. The British Transport Police, they do their business, but I believe that what we're about to put forward, it takes care of stuff that they're too busy for. That's right. It's called the British Transport Social Police. It's a go. uniformed uh, task force that will work on different forms of public transport, whether it be buses or trains, tubes, whatever. Walking up and down will be clearly, uh, with, with the uniform, you'll see that we're part of the British Transport Social Police. And we're there just to crack down on ill behaviour on public transport. Talking into your phone loudly, watching a film trainers on the seat in front of you so all we want to know from you guys this afternoon is because obviously this is a blank sheet of paper in terms of the legislation the statute book is is (laughs) is empty at the moment empty at the moment for the british transport social police what activity or behavior do you think should be ejectable on public transport called the british transport social police a uniform task force kind of walking around patrolling we want to know from you this afternoon what activity, what ill behaviour constitutes an ejectable offence. Statutes that are going straight down. Ian in Boreham Woods uh, taking the aisle seat when travelling alone, therefore preventing oh. someone else from sitting on a perfectly suitable seat without squeezing past in an uncomfortably small space. Why do people do that? Don't know. So obstructive. But Ian's right. Goes on there. Uh, Tony Strange, cracking name. Uh, he sent in a photo of a train trip yesterday in Bradford of a bloke who's got his shoes and socks off and he's resting his horrible taloned uh, golem from Lord of the Rings type Horrendous. hobbits his feet. Horrendous. On top of his shoes. Awful. Even shoes off, I think, is bad. Yeah. Right? You're out the train. I can't see a scenario where they need to come off. <laughs> Me too. I can't see a scenario where they need to come off. But shoes and socks off is just... You're not going in the bathroom, mate. <laughs> Get it sorted out. Uh, this one's off. controversial from Chris and Crowborough. Could we include... Could we include banning rail employees constantly asking you to fill out questionnaires, please? It's annoying and time-consuming. It's the people they get, though. I always feel so sorry for them. (laughs) Yeah. The old people they get to do the the questionnaires are always the same people who get told to go upstairs and run the water and get robbed. (laughs) Same kind of person. I just feel bad saying no. Uh, Mark says there should be crisp-free carriages on trains. Offenders should be ejected, particularly crisp before 11am in the morning, I think, as well. Food's controversial, we're going to have to come back to that. And also, people who smell or wear too much perfume should be thrown off and told to wash, says Vicky. Absolute Radio. The Hometime Podcast with Bush and Ritchie. It's what happens when you take out all the music, travel, news, regular news and adverts from the show. 
Unfortunately, it still contains the two of them. A new task force unveiled today, the British Transport Social Police. This is our initiative, taking care of the things the British Transport Police don't have the time to do. These are the social crimes that we want eradicating. So let us know what activity constitutes an ejectable offence. Kim in Beckton says, Hi Bush and Richie, can we extend the British Transport Social Police into the London buses, please? My biggest bugbear is when people approaching a bus stop, they keep ringing the bell as if the driver needs to tot up the number of people getting off the bus. <laughs> Consider it done. 03301231215 to call us. Uh, Fiona in Torquay is about to take care of so many different things in one sighting. Fiona, tell us what you saw. Well, I think it's quite possibly the most disgusting thing I've ever seen. Uh-oh. I was on a train. Yeah, brace yourself. I was on a train coming back from Bristol Temple Meads and there was a guy sat in a window seat and he had his feet up on the seat next to him and he had this zip-up clear bag with a load of sort of implements in it. <laughs> implements. And I, <laughs> implements. And I sat and watched him clip his toenails, oh. then wash his feet with wet wipes uh, before putting oh. some medicated talcum powder in some clean socks and put clean socks and shoes on. Oh, my God. It's like some kind of dirty transport Mary Magdalene type incident. It's awful. What are you doing with it, that? That's horrible. Did you, have, did you say a word? Did you say anything to him, this guy? I, I was watching him mouth agog and I couldn't help but go, oh, my God, are you joking? And he turned around and looked at me and sort of, had a furtive glance way before continuing with his talcum powder. Well, look, if the British Transport Social Police have anything to do with this individual, he's not making Taunton, right? He is not making Taunton. He is off that train. The Home Time Podcast with Bush and Ritchie. If you're listening, it's probably not home time anymore, but we can't be bothered to think of a new name. Absolute Radio. Uh, so we've launched a task force to crack down on ill behaviour on public transport called the British Transport Social Police. I just want to know from you what activity constitutes an ejectable offence. You are scrambling to get things down on the law book. Bob, cyclists should be ejected and told to ride the thing like Whoa. it was designed for, especially in peak time. Now we've got to be Come fair on. here, Bob, OK? You were moaning about cyclists earlier on, weren't you? I was, I was. Now, some train companies, they don't allow bikes on in peak time, and not all oh. cyclists are like this, but the ones that just rest their bike diagonally across the door, yeah. and so you have to sort of do some kind of Krypton factor assault <laughs> course to get out the train, that does really annoy me. I always, always worry about people who, who've got like a... Why have you got a BMX <laughs> in the middle of the day at an angle? <laughs> You're a drug dealer. Uh, eating great smelling food should be banned on public transport. It makes us all hungry. Coco the rabbit on Twitter um, I think food we, we need to make a ruling on this great smelling food is as bad as bad smelling food because yeah. great great smelling food will make you hungry and you're in a position not to eat well I might be in this situation a bit later on I remember being on an absolute radio team night out and I was starving on the way back and some bloke was having this Big Mac and it looked amazing Yeah. so that was making me really hungry and I kind of wish he hadn't brought it on board exactly. with him so you kind of want to rip it off him almost so we're say, thinking blanket ban on food blanket ban on food and Adrian says guys I was on a train and I saw a man pick something out of the corner of his eye and then he ate it <gasps> oh, which, my. which is disgusting <laughs> but we've already just taken care of that on a blanket ban on all foods blanket ban on all food you heard it here first no, the Hometime Podcast with Bush and Richie. Absolute Radio on a Tuesday. You're listening to Home Time with Andy Bush and Richie Firth. Great to have you company. Eight minutes past five. It's Absolute Radio's 10th birthday party tonight. Exciting times at the Shepherd's Bush Empire. 
featuring Blossoms, George Ezra and the Manic Street Preachers, and you'll be able to hear it all right here on this radio station from 7pm tonight. Looking forward to hearing it, looking forward to seeing them, but I am just as excited about seeing and meeting Trina and Adam tonight. Do you remember yesterday we asked what they would bring to the party to win tickets to go tonight? Here's how they won their tickets. He'll fly in the air, his legs do like a scissor kick, um, and then he'll land in the split, spin his legs round onto his neck and push himself up onto his feet. And sometimes if he's feeling really brave, there's a caterpillar at the end just to finish that round off. It's a lawnmower, the imaginary lawnmower in the middle of the dance floor. Obviously, everyone's around you. You reach... Yeah. Oh! You give a good old pull. Yes. On the, on the, I'm actually, obviously, I'm acting this move out. <laughs> yeah. Um, you put it, but it doesn't start first time. Ah, oh, disappointment. Oh. Give it a second try. No, no. Third time lucky, you go for it. You give it that pull, and you're off. The engine <laughs> and you're off around the dance floor. Oh, oh amazing. I do worry, though, in the kind of nightclub that we're going to, if, you, if you're still on the dance floor putting your hands back and forward three or four times, you get tasered by security. I'm out here, y'all. Wow, I can't wait to meet those guys this evening. <laughs> I'm going to learn that dance and do it this evening. We are definitely doing the whole lawnmower thing, that's for sure. But here's the thing, right, just as whilst we're talking about the party, imagine for a second, food for thought, Richie Firth, right, if for our 10th birthday party this evening, we were doing the exact same thing that you did for your 10th birthday back in the day. It'd be an awesome party. Well, mine would be an awesome party. Regress right now as we speak. What were you doing for your 10th birthday party? for a podcast we told them to do it themselves and here it is the hometown podcast with bush and richie so we've just been top of waxing lyrical about absolute radio's 10th birthday party tonight very exciting it's going to be amazing but just saying this for a point of thought right imagine that kind of ripple ripple effect you get when you go back in time imagine for our 10th birthday party tonight we were doing the exact same thing that you did for your 10th birthday party back in the day so can you remember your 10th birthday party because birthday parties when you were a kid were brilliant and they get kind of uh, less and less fun as time goes on let's be honest completely agree uh, my 10th birthday party if, if we were doing that tonight yes once the show finishes you and I'd be allowed to invite another four of my friends because it was always five as tops absolute max you and four of my mates are going over my dad's and we are having a game of lawn darts. Is he CRB checked? <laughs> he's, he's fine. He's, he's all fine. good. Uh, if we travel over there, can we all go in the back of someone's car we sit in the boot and look out the back as well? Absolutely. We don't have to do that anymore. And we'll dine out on Ribena and Marmite sandwiches and mini logs. What? Uh, again, like I said, is he CRB checked? <laughs> what, um, what is lawn darts? What's Never lawn played da- lawn darts. Never played lawn darts. Never. Right, OK. Is okay. it like actual pub darts? No, it's very different. Uh, so you need a lawn. Yeah. Uh, and what you'd have is two kind of hula hoops, but like one would be one end of the garden, <laughs> one would be the other. Yeah. <laughs> it's just really, really <laughs> large darts. And you're just aiming for the hoop at the other end of the garden. It sounds like a game from that grim book, like Angela's Ashes. You know, people play it <laughs> down alleyways and There's sticks. absolutely no way you could you could buy and play lawn darts now. It was a game of its time. I just, I've genuinely never heard of it. Yeah, dangerous stuff. So for me, going back to my 10th birthday, which I think is one of my best birthday parties ever, we would always go for a McDonald's Happy Meal in Bath City Centre solid uh, and then go, I went to watch Labyrinth remember Labyrinth with David yeah. Bowie and the tights and all that kind of thing and the smallest theatre in the world I think Bath has got one of the smallest cinemas ever right. again down an alleyway an alleyway themed thing we used to absolutely love it so let's know what was your 10th birthday party back in the day Jimbo in Woking says I got onto Concord whilst it was in the hangar after my Mr Bump cake 10th birthday imagine that wow If you insist on listening to them in your own time, then we can't really stop you. Okay, let's get on with it then. The Home Time Podcast with Bush and Richie. 
So imagine if for Absolute Radio's 10th birthday party tonight, we were doing exactly what you did on your 10th birthday party. Can you remember it? Think back, we want the exact itinerary. Hi, Bush, this is from The Butcher. Hi, Bush and Richie. Uh, my 10th birthday party was a trip to the Odeon in Harrogate to watch Flash Gordon with my five best mates and then tea at Harry Ramsden. Awesome. Seems to be quite a universal limit of five on yeah, these things. It's a good number. Absolute limit. I think five was all my dad could manage for the lawn darts and an update on lawn darts. So this is, uh, this, this is really bad news. This is new for me because I'd never heard of it before. What a game. After a recent serious injury caused by a lawn dart the US Consumer Product Safety Commission have reissued its warning that lawn darts are banned and should be destroyed. <laughs> banned over that side of the Atlantic, you can still buy them on eBay here. That's unbelievable. So, do you think these were banned and should be destroyed when your dad was having these parties with people coming over? I mean, I mean the 10th birthday party was safe. <laughs> Put it that way, it was safe. Imagine for our 10th birthday party tonight, we were doing what you did for your 10th birthday back in the day. What would we be doing tonight? I want the itinerary. 8.12.15 on the text. Tommy says, Evening Bush and Richie, I'm sure my 10th birthday party was a family barbecue with a hired bouncy castle. All us kids then used to practice our WWF-style drop kicks on each other. It went well until my sister got a fat lip. <laughs> <laughs> but bouncy castles are brutal, aren't they? they Absolutely really are. brutal. But I'd still enjoy one at the age of 41. They should have adult ones they do adult ones an adult bouncy castle uh, let's go into business <laughs> get see us on dragon's den soon uh, ben says i went to laser quest my mate accidentally pistol whipped me <laughs> that sounds awful <laughs> it's weird though if you do run out of bullets in laser quest you do you get yeah. that kind of like primal instinct just finish someone off with a butt of the rifle uh, James says, I had a football party on a first-generation-style AstroTurf pitch with sand on. Oh. Pretty much all of us had third-degree burns. <laughs> oh. I remember for one of my mate's birthdays, around that 10- or 11-year-old thing, my dad went in goal. You know when you get dads going yeah. in goals? And some lad, you know when you've got an overly developed friend at, like, at the age of 12? He hit yeah. this this ball with like a foot like a traction engine hit my dad right in the face knocked his glasses off <laughs> that was so bad for him uh, Sue and Chris on the M6 travelling back from the Lake District say I still have lawn darts from the 80s if you fancy a game come on now <laughs> what have you just said it's been declared illegal by like the FBI illegal in the States but you can still buy them on eBay here in the UK they said not one worse than that right they said not only is it illegal they want you to destroy the equipment <laughs> that's it <laughs> so what would you be up for even doing it would you even definitely I used to love lawn darts I look Week one of the show, I do not want to get closed down because we've got involved in like the, the like illegal activity. It's fine here, it's just the states that have the problem. So you think over here would be absolutely okay? Absolutely. Well, we shall see. Is so, there... Chris, it's a yes to your lawn Hey, whoa, whoa, we need to talk about this. <laughs> show planning, show planning. 8, 12, 15 to get in touch. Song of the night so far, Foo Fires on Absolute Radio's Home Time with Bush and Richie. James says, guys, let's stop beating around the bush. Let's arrange a national lawn darts championship. Oh, come, oh, come on, come James. On. Yes. We're not doing it. Sky would screen it. Illegal in America. <laughs> Sky probably would screen it. <laughs> Asking this question, fellas and folks and ladies or whatever, imagine our 10th birthday party tonight. We're doing exactly what you did for your 10th birthday back in the day. What would we be doing? We've heard of some brilliant 10th birthdays. Um, Hannah is waiting to talk to us with one that did not go down so well. Hannah, tell us the tale of misery. Um, basically, I go on a little primary school date with uh, a, a guy from school for my 10th birthday. I um, We go to a local shopping centre, go and do a little bit of window shopping, go over to the cinema, watch some Stuart Little. Yes, and, classic. Yeah, that's classic yeah, film. Um, 
Yeah, classic, absolute classic. We um, we then proceeded to a local fast food restaurant, which then ended up in very explosive food poisoning. Oh, <laughs> no. <laughs> That's awful. I'm so sorry for you. Yeah. What a terrible date stroke birthday. It was. It was, was there a second date? No, he never spoke to me again. Oh, oh what was his first name, this lab? What was his first name? His name was Russell. Russell, he's a Russell as well. <laughs> he's out there somewhere. <laughs> well, you sound like a lovely lady. I think he's missed out on a great opportunity here, don't you think so? Thank you. Thank you so much. I, I do. I do. My fiance thinks so too. <laughs> oh, yes, yeah, right. Three of us in that relationship as well. <laughs> well, there you go. What about that? What a nightmare. We don't well, want any of that kind no, of stuff. We don't. This no, evening. No, 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 no. But I just want to say at this point, there's quite a few texts coming in still about this lawn darts thing. I just want to nip this in the bud right at this point in the show. Okay, we are not doing anything to do with lawn darts. It, it's fine here. I've checked. It's only the states that have a problem with it. Here, it is fine. Uh, obviously, you have to be careful, but you can still buy them. Imagine us in prison by show five of week one. Home time with Bush and Richie. With Tesco Mobile, say goodbye to scary bills and hello to capped contracts from Tesco Mobile. Every little helps. Terms and conditions apply. No doubt you will hear more in the news at six about this beluga whale that has uh, found itself in the Thames, just off of Tills, uh, um, uh, Tilbury. Tilbury. Uh, not to knock uh, your neck of the woods, but I don't think that's where he wants to be. He doesn't want to be there. I mean, I, I've been to Tilbury on a number of occasions by accidentally getting on the Essex Loop, which I think believe, I believe is called the Tilbury Loop. Um, and and look, I look at the Sky News thing, he says photographers have become to, begun to line the banks of the Thames hoping to get a glimpse of the whale. Which is a first for Tilbury. It is a first. I don't think they have a beluga down there every day of the week, do they? I've been looking into your belugas, and uh, it's not their uh, it's not their normal habitat. Um, you'll probably know this already. I'm telling you what you know, but uh, uh, they're normally distributed in Arctic and uh, subarctic waters. But in the summer, they can be found uh, off the uh, coast of Alaska and uh, the uh, the 80th degree north, um, and uh, maybe down towards uh, northern Russia. But it's, it's never Tilbury. Never Tilbury. I mean, that's just kind of standard beluga behaviour, isn't it? But mm. he's way out. Oh, he's stuff. lost. He's well and truly lost. But I would say this, right? He's clearly lost. Imagine yourself in the situation where you've gone way off on the sat-nav, you had an argument with your other half, and now you're doing that thing. You don't know where you are, you're panicking, you've lo- your head's gone. Mm. <laughs> the last thing you need is people lining the banks of the Thames <laughs> taking photographs. Look on Twitter, there's thousands of photographs and videos of him. He's just losing the plot there. I think, let's just back off everybody, give the beluga a bit of space, let him retreat with grace. If you insist on listening to them in your own time, then we can't really stop you. OK, let's get on with it then. The Home Time Podcast with Bush and Richie. Uh, we are off live to the Shepherd's Bush Empire from 7 o'clock tonight for George Ezra, Blossoms and the Manic Street Preachers. It's going to be immense and you can hear it here live as well from 7pm. I'm going to try and put a brave face on tonight, but I am feeling a little bit down because do you ever have those moments where you just discover, it dawns on you, you've just got that bit older? <laughs> yeah, it's these moments in life. Yeah. Right. Let me explain. I went to the hairdressers on Friday afternoon, uh, and the bloke was cutting me hair, or whatever, just finishing up. Uh, and then he paused. You know, normally that's the bit where they get the mirror and show you the mm-hmm. back of the air. But he just paused, and then the barber turned to me, and this is no word of lie. He turned to me and asked this question, and he said, "Shall I trim your eyebrows, mate?" <laughs> I was like, oh, my God. And do you know what? As if that sentence didn't hurt enough, I kid you not, he then followed it with, because I'll be honest, you've got a few stragglers there. (laughs) 
And there is, I knew this was coming at some point, having your eyebrows trimmed in a barbershop. Because, you know, there's milestones in life, isn't mm-hmm. there, right? You know, as you're a baby, like, uh, rolling over, mm-hmm. uh, walking, saying your first word. And then I think you've got older adult uh, milestones, like three-day hangovers, yes. uh, doing the big shop on a Friday night, yes. that kind of thing. I think now I've moved on to that next stage of life where I'm going to have to start having my hair and bodily hair cut or treated it doesn't Do have you know I mean? to be it doesn't have to be done in public it is a stage and you have reached it but oh. there are there are further things to come i have rather aggressive nasal hairs that i have to uh, keep keep tabs on basically i wish we could have talked about this before we actually signed up for this show together <laughs> he's got aggressive nasal hair and also there's a straggler that comes out of the rear lobe as well the rear ear the, the right ear sorry the rear lobe i'm got a, <laughs> a back out of the rear ear. lobe that would be a development <laughs> <laughs> Don't get that done in a barbershop. No, I won't. I'll do it myself. With a strimmer. This is the thing. You need to get a nasal strimmer. Oh, I have one. I have one myself. How did you feel about having to buy an item like that? Did it make you feel like... Because I've sat there. I remember sitting there when I was like a, a, in my early teens and you watch the old fellas go into the barbers mm. and they have all the bits cut and up the nose and in the ears and you just think, I'm never going to be like that. <laughs> yeah. And before you know it, you've turned into Douglas Hurd or something. What's going on? The worst thing about it... Douglas Hurd, one for the kids. There so you go, one for the kids. <laughs> Google him. Uh, there's, there's, there's one thing you do need to know about it. If you buy the nasal strimmer, it makes... It makes a different sound to if as if you were cutting any other hair on your body. Those th- oh no, <laughs> it's it's more of a heavy duty kind of clink. It's 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 quite. A, I will bring in mine tomorrow. You can have a look. It's even got a little spotlight, little searchlight. A light because my mum and dad have got a, a salt cellar thing where when you press the button on the top, it lights up your dinner so you can see where the salt's dropping on it. Brilliant, which is great. Yeah. So the, your actual strimmer thing has got a light on there as well? I'm not sure if it's hygienic to share strimmers, <laughs> but we'll give it a go anyway. Hey, man, we'll try it. The Hometime Podcast with Bush and Richie. It's home time on a Tuesday night. Get yourselves home. Andy Bush and Richie for 60 minutes past six. Ryan says, cheers, Bush, I've just choked on me dinner. Hashtag eyebrows. <laughs> <laughs> Give me a break. Uh, I think your eyebrows may have been getting in, in front of your eyes and just um, disturbing these a little bit. I think we need to issue an apology to Douglas Hurd. Douglas Hurd. Kept it real and down with the kids by mentioning Douglas <laughs> Hurd earlier. Uh, if we're going to talk about 80s politicians with the long eyebrows, I think you were meaning Dennis Healy. That's the guy, because he was always uh, on Spitting Image with yes. this just like wispy, huge eye. That's what I feel like at the moment. For the first time in my entire life at a barbershop, they have offered to trim my eyebrow hair. It had got to the point, though, where the previous week had been in a meeting and I could see my eyebrow hair. <laughs> I think if you could see your own eyebrow hair, that's time to knock it on the edge, you know what I mean? Get something sorted out there. <laughs> Matt says, barbers have been offering to trim my eyebrows since I was about 12 years old. Wow. Which is unbelievable. So, is the offer on then, Richie? Tomorrow you're going to bring your own strimmer in. I'll bring it in. Bring it in and we just need to check whether it is I'm re- I'm, hygienic. I, 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 th- I think actually, without <laughs> checking, I'm, retra- I'm going to bring it in, but I'm retracting the offer to share it. Absolute Radio. They asked for a podcast. We told them to do it themselves. And here it is, the Hometime Podcast with Bush and Richie. So last night, Richie did his first Hitler's toilet for, was it 129? It was 129 days since the last one, yes. How did that feel? Did it feel I good? I felt it felt good. 
Um, yeah, I, I, it's good to have a bat. I'm looking for... I've got a good one tonight. He's got a belter for later on. But one thing I did notice at the time, right, is that you close your computer down and disappear before you got a chance for any, <laughs> did, any yeah. feedback. He literally scubbed. That, like that bit in Only Fools and Horses where they pack up their suitcase full of barking dogs and run from the police. It was a bit like that. So we thought, why don't we give our listeners the right to reply about the first Hitler's toilet of season two? Oh, here we go. Some listeners and what they thought. Here's Alan. Oh, it was lovely to hear the triumphant return of Hitler's toilet back on my radio whilst I was doing the dishes. I thought Richie got off to a cracking start and whilst the subject choice of extramarital affairs was a bit close to home, I thoroughly enjoyed it. There you go, Alan Thank liked you, Alan. it. Thank you very it much. It was about extramarital affairs and people going to university. What did Amanda think? Why, oh why, oh why, oh why do they have to change the theme tune to Hitler's toilet? There's nothing sacred these days. I led the campaign to get the original EastEnders theme reinstated in the mid-90s and I shall campaign again here. There you go. I like the new thing, but there's a bit. There was a bit of resistance, wasn't there? I was actually. Uh, I'm not surprised that that's happened. I, d- I did say to them, I said, "You want to tweak with something that's so successful?" <laughs> well, even our international audience got involved. I was just about to head back to check out my chickens when an old friend suddenly came back into my life. Hitler's toilet. Welcome back. What a man Richie Firth is. He may wear a fleece on his bare chest, which isn't my cup of tea, but he can sure pick a quirky news story. There you go, Hitler's Toilet and the second episode on the way on this show in the next 10 minutes. Absolute Radio. The Hometime Podcast with Bush and Richie. It's what happens when you take out all the music, travel, news, regular news and adverts from the show. Unfortunately, it still contains the two of them talking. You people... I don't like this new theme. I'll just say it as it is. Bring back me old one. Love it. (laughs) You may be queuing and thinking, yeah, I'm getting into the Shepherd's Bush Empire right now, but you're not hearing this, are you? They're missing this. Yeah. I reckon there's a lot of people delaying going in, (laughs) leaning in the taxi windows, just having a listen. Like, Like it's penalties at the World Cup final. The brand new official Scrabble Players Dictionary is out. New words are going in, which leads me to be able to test you on some of the new words that are going in. Right, so they've got brand new words for Scrabble. We are going a little bit call my bluff here, I'm aware of that, but highbrow is good for this I like it, I like this. Everyone learns. First off, quapic. 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 Q-A-P-I-K. Being really drunk, I was absolutely (laughs) quapic. That's insulting to Azerbaijan. It's their currency. It's just scored you 20 points. Really? Quapics? <laughs> Quapics, Imagine yeah. I spent 20 Quapics on that. <laughs> what a weird currency. Aquafaba. Aquafaba. A-Q-U-A-F-A-B-A. Something to do with swimming. Uh, no, it's the liquid produced when beans are cooked in water. It's used by vegans as an egg substitute. <laughs> Another 22 points you've just lost out on there. Hashtag egg substitute. OK, I'll give you one more. Go on. Because we're up against it. We've got to head to uh, the Shepherd's Bush Apollo. <laughs> uh, Bocky. Bocky. B-O-K-E-H. B-O-K-E-H. Mm. Shout it out at home. I've got no idea. It sounds like uh, like a... I don't know, a freedom fighter unit. <laughs> Proco Bocke. It's uh, the blurred quality in the out-of-focus portion of a photo, 14 points. Look at that, that's not bad, is it? I'll take you on at Scrabble, you do not know your vo- uh, vocab, do you? I would be really bad at that. So, wh- how do we know that? How do they, do they, like, send out this these rules to people who own Scrabble? Do you have to buy the new, new edition of Scrabble for this to work? You'd have to buy the new dictionary, yes. Well, there you go. There you go, that is a Hitler's toilet. That, at some point, will come up in a pub quiz, I'm pretty sure of it. <laughs> 
and it may earn you the title of the pub quiz. Richie Firth, thank you very much. This is Richard Ashcroft. The Hometime Podcast with Bush and Richie. If you're listening, it's probably not home time anymore, but we can't be bothered to think of a new name. Absolute Radio. So listen, thanks for downloading the podcast. Uh, do you feel that there's one more bit of business that we need to attend to before releasing you into the evening? <laughs> and it is an inaccuracy, isn't it, Richie, in what we were talking about earlier on? Films. Uh, a Dangerous Mind is uh, what uh, our producer Adem said uh, Russell Crowe was in. It was actually A Beautiful Mind. I think Dangerous Minds is what uh, uh, Michelle Pfeiffer was in. Is that right? Oh, let's not, oh no, let's not do it again. <laughs> <laughs> let's not go down that route again. Anyway, look, hopefully that's clarified that for everybody. And we can all go our separate ways. On our bikes.